Think about anything that you do in exercise prescription. How do you progress plyometrics? How do you progress a squat? That's your mental model. You have some categorization in your mind. And so that part of, of module one of foundations two is going to be talking about models and getting you to realize that you have mental models. Welcome back to the clinical athlete podcast. Clinical Athlete is a network of healthcare providers, students, and coaches who specialize in the management of athletes. We have two missions. Our first mission is to connect athletes with professionals who they can trust, and our second mission is to nurture the education and growth of those professionals through a community of like-minded individuals who strive to learn and get better. This podcast is but one way that we fulfill those missions. To learn more and to get involved in all the things we do, join the free Kalu Community Facebook group for great discussions and resources, lots of learning and networking opportunities. That's Kalu, C-A-L-U, community on Facebook, or you can just hit the link in the show notes. My name is Quinn Hennick. I'm a physical therapist, strength and conditioning coach, mediocre, has been, never was, competitive weightlifter, and co-founder of Clinical Athlete and Kalu. This is a special show. I'm sitting down with my dear friend and co-founder of Kalu and the Level Up Initiative, Zach Gabor, and we are talking about something really special that we have cooking for 2023, Kalu Foundations 2.0, which is a course that's going to be your solution for all things exercise prescription with the Kalu vibe. Overall, we're just really excited with where this community is headed, and we wanted to share what's going down so that you can take the ride with us. We hope you enjoy. All right. What's up, everyone? Quinn, hello. How are you? What's up, buddy? Doing good. I'm super excited to be chatting with you and also just podcasting. It's, it's been a minute, but I, maybe this will be good fuel to be more consistent with podcasting for this upcoming year. But the reason we're here is because we got to, got to explain a little bit more and and answer the question, what the hell is foundations 2.0? What is this? What is this exercise course that you and we are building? It's what everyone has needed. It's the missing piece to the puzzle. I think if people go back with the podcast that we did about this year and reflecting on Cali plus and, and everything foundations two is will not only help you how to think about exercise prescription foundations 2.0, but it'll, it'll help you with your, your thought process really of clinical care across the board. And it'll help you organize your, your thoughts and it'll help you feel less overwhelmed and less paralyzed by overanalysis and information overload. And it'll, it'll allow you to start to see that exercise prescription doesn't, you don't have to feel lost with every new person, you know, every, every new person that you see. Um, and really it's just a confidence builder. It's going to be a game changer for, for clinicians. Yeah. I'm, I'm personally and selfishly very excited about it. I mean, for those out there listening, literally one of the major regions reasons why we merged with clinical athlete was, you know, to work with Quinn, you know, as someone that impacted and influenced my growth as a clinician. Um, but as someone that I really look to as 
you know, I, I do hate the word, but like, sorry, Quinn, you kind of are an authority on exercise in your own way. And we'll talk about that and breaking that down because at the end of the day, you're just very well read on all of these things. And you think you've thought, put a lot of thought into a lot of these things, um, which I think is what I really respect the most, but yeah, you know, even going back to the original level up mentorship applications, like time and time again, literally one of the questions we asked was like, what do you feel is missing from your curriculum? Like, what would you want more from? And the two answers were either, you know, some sort of pain science, but exercise, you know, exercise is so lacking at the curriculum level. It's a glaring, glaring, you know, sort of vulnerability, if you will, unless you go out and kind of get your own experience coaching or take different con ed courses. But the preparation that people are getting in schooling leaves a lot to be desired. Yeah. And you bring up foundations one or the the old level up mentorship that this year, the first time it was, you know, we revamped and, and uh, made it foundations one, put in that exercise piece of it. But foundations one is free, but it's broad, broad strokes critical thinking, communication, growth set, growth mindset, and, and, and exercise, but very broad, broad strokes. And then, so foundations two is that next step. It's digging into those principles and those, those broad strokes even more and making them less hypothetical and theoretical, making them more actionable, but then even more so filling in gaps, even more transitioning principles, continuing to build a rock solid foundation of, of principles, but starting to layer on methods because we still have to do stuff. Well, and I think that's a lot of what the, you know, the OG level up now foundations one mentorship leaves to be desired is a little bit more tangibility or like, you know, applicability into clinic. I think there's lots of great gems that will influence your practice, but I think that's, what's so great about exercise and why we're so excited about this is because I mean, hell, even just from level up, we built out like a, a next tier of like our clinical education, but it was, I think just so unnecessarily overcomplicated trying to like, not necessarily trying to overcomplicate it, but kind of going in a million different directions when it was, it's so like, I just, it, it's hard not to sit here and laugh a little bit because literally what it's been two years, it's been two years since like we merged, you know, four years of level up before that six, seven years of clinical athlete before that. And this has been right in front of our face, but it kind of took us a lot of different trial and error of like building different things and, um, you know, breaking them back down to realize that exercise is the perfect, perfect vehicle, almost a Trojan horse, if you will, to kind of deliver a lot of those other kind of broad and important aspects of clinical care but with the tangibility of exercise, getting into the methods and giving people real ability to carry that over and influence their practice. Yeah. It's, you mentioned, it's funny, like the history of this, because we have been working on something like this for a while and it's evolved. It's like the goal of it has evolved. The objective, how it fits into Kalu as a whole has evolved. And as I'm building this course out, I've got, I'm uncovering a bunch of different like old Google docs or old like Google slides with half-baked presentations yep. where I remember like, holy shit, this is where we were trying to do it <laughs> like in a different way. But then I'll be like, oh, this was a really good, sli like, I really like the way that the slide reads. I'm going to actually put, so it's been not only the course itself is going to be synthesized in a way that 
that allows the user to, to take away actionable and actually make them a better clinician and a better thinker. But for me, um, the process of creating the course has helped to like synthesize my brain as well. And especially as I'm seeing like how scattered, literally scattered all the files were, and I'm trying to like bring all that stuff and rein it all in. And it's all kind of there already. It just needs to be put together and, and put out there. And that's, that's the exciting part and the, and the fun part about it. Yeah. And I, and I think too, just in terms of like the importance of it, cause like I, that's what, that's, what's always got me excited about clinical athlete from the beginning and level up is like the why behind it. And again, is, is it's not just like to get great at exercise. Like, obviously that's a great outcome, but it's bigger than that. You know, for us having a bigger mission of like having a constructively disruptive effect on healthcare delivery in the rehab world. One way in which we do that is how we're communicating with our patients, which is what we harp on big in foundations one. But at the end of the day, showing people how strong and capable their bodies are is such a integral part of our mission is like helping, you know, it's one thing to dispel the myths with our words, but showing people like dispelling myths with our ability to get them loaded in a thoughtful, intentional, but progressive way. I think is another thing that gets me so excited about this course and just like aligns, you know, like it really, it, it feels like such a natural alignment with like what we've been working on and what we're trying to accomplish that that's also why I'm super excited about it. Yeah. It's it's just, it's the same tenants, exercise, prescription, critical thinking, communication skills. And we're just starting to, it's the, it's the Kalu journey where you're starting to learn about these principles broadly. And then you're, you're starting to learn about, how they all blend together and you're not just like, Oh, like communication skills. Okay. Let me think about how to talk to somebody. And then, okay. And then you turn around and he's like, okay, exercise prescription. And so we always do that when we're first learning something is we have to silo it and compartmentalize it just to try to make sense of each individual bucket. But then as you go through the Cali journey, foundations two is going to help you to start to be able to integrate those things into actionable, actionable steps. And then, that you can also check yourself on over time and, and get better at. And it's just going to give, it's just going to provide a foundation of like continued, the continued ability to do that. The course itself yeah, is, is set up that way. And I think too, this would be a good opportunity, Quinn, Quinn, Quinn out here doing in uh, interpretive phenomenological analyses on the first round of uh, applicants that we got. We had a really amazing turnout of some really amazing applicants for this first round of founding members. And um, Quinn went through and kind of synthesized what were some of the main themes with some of the biggest challenges, the biggest aspirations. So I don't know, Quinn, if you wanted to kind of just quickly talk about maybe one or two of the things that really stuck out to you reading through those and and maybe it'll resonate with some of the people listening. Yeah, for sure. So yeah, we threw out, we, we actually, we had this application and it was short, but it was open-ended and, and we were just nudging people to really open up about not just exercise prescription, but you know, what are their aspirations and what problems are they having as, as a clinician? Just what are they kind of experiencing right now? Um, and we got hundreds of them <laughs> and, uh, What's cool is like, as I'm building this course out, I can use these responses literally as, as the why behind the course. And then, and I can, I can say like, we're covering this in the course, but there were some common themes. It was the X's and O's of exercise prescription were were definitely there. And 
in the sense of like creating an initial plan, like a lot of people are just said, you know, I just don't know where to start synthesizing all the information that I'm getting with this person right in front of me. You know, if I went home and I just thought about it overnight, I'd be able to put together an exercise plan, but to do it right then and there, and then be able to kind of iterate over time. So that was a big one is just like getting started, creating that initial plan. And then it was monitoring. Okay. Well, how do I know like when to progress or regress? And what do I do? You know, what's, what's the method of that? How, what about setbacks? Communication, exercise communication was embedded all throughout those responses. How do I, how do we manage setbacks, expectations? The person is struggling with the, with the process. What do I say? Do I change the exercise? When do I change exercise? And a big, a big theme that came out of that was, was overwhelm and confidence. So you've got this, you know, social media and just information overload where you think you've written a good exercise program and plan. And then you go on Instagram for five minutes and you get a hundred new exercise ideas and different ways that you should think about this and the five best exercises for that. And none of which you implemented in what you thought was a good program. And then you're like, Oh, well, shit. I'm back to square one because I didn't do any of that. I must suck at this. And you get overwhelmed. And then to compound that potentially at the clinic you're at, maybe you're overwhelmed with your schedule and you're not quite getting the mentorship and all of that stuff. And so you just kind of feel lost and you're just trying not to drown. And you you feel like you can't actually hone your skill with each exposure to a new patient. You know, we say like, get your clinical reps in, but getting reps where you're overwhelmed just getting reps in doesn't mean that you're learning anything. Yeah. It's not, it's not 10,000 hours just by itself. It's 10,000 hours of meaningful prep and work and deliberate practice. And, and so this, I think those are the big themes. It was like the X's and O's of getting started and then, and then monitoring and progressing the plan, but also navigating setbacks and having the confidence to just kind of oversee that entire, that entire process was the big thing. Yeah. And that's, I'm really excited about it. Cause you know, like we've, it's been really fun, you know, building and working on Calu plus over the last year and like interacting with a ton of newer clinicians. And for sure, I would say one of the most consistent themes is this sort of like intense pressure and overwhelm that all new clinicians put on themselves like clinicians in general, but like, I think especially it's more noticeable with greener and newer clinicians is this like, oh my God, I don't know anything. I need to know everything. Um, and like exercise prescription, you know, like I just gave a guest lecture for Eric Legoy's uh, class last year and the, the presentation is called, you know, comprehensive considerations, simplified approach. And that's why I'm really excited for your course, because I think it kind of embodies that where, you know, you get exposed to the really key principles and different themes, but like exercise prescription kind of has this veneer of like, you know, cue the Zach Galifianakis doing like complex math equations while he's, you know, counting cards in Vegas. Like it doesn't have to be that complicated, but it doesn't mean that we're not having these comprehensive considerations, but it's, it's by going into these comprehensive considerations, spending some time thinking about it that I think gives you this like authentic confidence about a more simplified approach to exercise. And I think that's really powerful and like really freeing 
as a clinician, like in practice to be able to kind of have that approach. Does that, I don't know, does that make sense? Yeah, for sure. And if it is, if it is complicated, it's because it evolved that way over time and you, and you can have a conversation about it. Yeah. Not Cause yeah. Not cause it started, you know how we, I mean, gosh, that I think I have a bias towards the initial plan. Cause I think when you can get something down and when you can just start somewhere, then iterating and monitoring and, and it just becomes easier to gain good momentum with your person. So there's that overwhelm of just like putting something down. But I, but I think, dude, like we start trying to be over overly complicated with our exercise prescription right from the jump. And what it does is it just creates so much noise. And then we end up when something, if something happens, if we have a setback or there's some unexpected turn, we have no idea. We have way too many moving parts. We have no idea what to change and we end up just scrapping it and starting over. And it's just this like non feedback controlled process where we're just like trying new things and we're scrambling for like the next new idea because this person's not getting better or they're getting impatient or we're getting, we feel like, you know, we've gave them the same exercises two weeks in a row and we feel like, oh, they're probably getting bored and maybe they don't know, think I know what I'm doing because I haven't like changed (laughs) the exercises yet. And so you're always like grasping for straws and with this course, like the design is for you to create your own checks and balances process, your own mental model that you can come back to. So you don't feel like you're just kind of floating out there in random land with your exercise prescription. Um, and what it also allows one to do is to have conversations and discussions with colleagues and us within the Cali community about their exercise prescription, which I think is really what moves the needle forward too is people being able showing their work and being able to share what they do. But if we have like this kind of common ground, if they, if they have these underlying foundational principles of, of their why behind the decisions that they make with, with exercise prescription and and navigating different parts of that process, then it becomes a whole lot easier to talk about it and to continue to learn, you know, from other people and to, and that type of thing. So really looking at foundations too, as being, as being the foundation for that. And, yeah. And, and, yeah. and, and applied to all different populations, you know, like, I think that's what I also love about it too, is it's like almost now like foundations one foundations two is this core curriculum that is applicable across the span of populations in musculoskeletal rehab truly. So like, even if you want to niche down in the road, like these are the building blocks and um, yeah, yeah. It's foundations for a reason. So that yep. is an important distinction because I'm, you know, if you talk about like my niche has been weight, the sport of weightlifting, which is right. about like with running and that it's about as secluded and siloed as it, as it gets with that stuff with some of it. But yeah. like to your point, we're keeping this, we're keeping this course still rooted in principles that whether you work with runners or weightlifters or powerlifters or, or body part specific ACL or shoulder you're going to be able to implement these principles and we're all going to be able to have a conversation because we all kind of like are starting from the same first principle framework and then we can move forward. And then if somebody starts talking about, you know, some running, running vernacular that I have no clue about, then I'll just be like, Oh, that sounds great. You know, (laughs) at some, at some point we'll diverge and, and yeah, but, but yeah, that's what, that's what this is supposed to be. But um, going out of the, just, theoretical and really trying to, to create an, an actionable, actionable framework for people. And I think that's what we're going to do. 
Yeah. So why don't we talk a little bit more now about the nitty gritty of like, okay, this all sounds great. What's a little bit more specifically, what's going to kind of be covered in a, you know, in a broader sense, doesn't need to be super specific, but like general outline of the course, what we're planning, how we're planning to launch it and where we're launching it. And maybe we'll, we'll talk about those things now. Yeah. So it's going to be broken down into we'll call them modules. So some of the, some of the terminology, you know, may be flexible and some of, of the, um, like how many modules, things like that. So, you know, if I say there's going to be three main modules in this course and there ends up being four, sue me, anybody who listens to this like three months from now, (laughs) but anyway, the general theme is going to be making the, the first part, the first module is going to be a lot about making sense of complexity and models. And I know like, probably half the listeners right now just tune their brain out because that's all we ever talk about is man is uncertainty, this and complexity, that and managing uncertainty and accepting, you know, uncertainty and managing complexity. But that is an actual thing that is complexity theory is, is a field of study and it is incredibly applicable to what we do. And so actually defining what that is and then making it a practice and making it part of your of your vernacular and your kind of mental model of the rehab process is incredibly important. So it's not going to be just this three slides of some like smart sounding quote about complexity and uncertainty. It's going to be literally defining these things, learning what it's like to become a or learning what qualifies as becoming a systems thinker, thinking in, thinking in systems, thinking in complexity and using that to your advantage instead of just saying, oh, let's just accept that, accept that it exists and try to manage it. And then, you know, is it three sets of six or three sets of eight? Um, <laughs> and, and then so that first module will take that, all right, defining complexity, how, what exactly does that mean? And what does managing it actually mean? And then talking about models and theories in, again, the same way, because whether or not we even realize it, all we do is think in models. We think as humans, we have to reduce all this crazy complex world that in this keyhole of perception that we view the world in, we have to try to make sense of it. So we use mental models all the time. And all we do in rehab really is like, think about anything that you do in exercise prescription. How do you progress plyometrics? How do you progress a squat? That's your mental model. You have some categorization in your mind. And so that part of of module one of Foundations 2 is going to be talking about models and getting you to realize that you have mental models, getting you to realize what it means to say that all models are wrong, but some are useful and how that applies to pain, models of pain, models of, of rehab and performance, and kind of that first taste of building your own mental model. So that's module one. That's half of module one is, is understanding complexity and, and mental models and looking at your decision-making through that lens. And I swear people, if they don't already, a lot of people in our community probably think this way, but if you don't already, you're never going to think the same way again, because you're going to start seeing complexity and complex systems everywhere you look, you're going to start seeing how different factors interact to create this crazy ecosystem of anything. You're going to see it. Every, you're going to start seeing it everywhere. You're going to start seeing models everywhere. <laughs> and, and so that's going to set 
the the user up really well for the next big step, which is the overall, I'll call it like the meta model or the meta framework of your exercise prescription. The big, big overarching framework of your exercise prescription process that you can use across the board, no matter the population, but it's like the, the big foundational principles that you could, you're going to be able to take right away and use in clinic, no matter your demographic, no matter your population. Um, this is going to be the big overarching framework. So things like creating uh, a needs analysis for your patient, what, what are they actually get, trying to get back to? And what does that require? Um, thinking about creating, um, we're probably going to talk about a, a constraints-led approach to rehab, identifying the rate limiters of the person in front of you, what's actually holding them back, what's the bottleneck compared to where they need to go. Um, learning about actually defining what successful rehab means, setting goals, um, all those big, big picture principles that apply to everybody. So that's module one. And after somebody finishes module one, they are going to be able to use those constructs and concepts in practice right away. It's going to be the most theoretical part of foundations two, but it's, it's going to be theoretical in an, in an actionable way. If that makes sense, which is challenging. Yeah. Um, and then module two is going to be more of the what and the how the the dosing the filling in the gaps of your overall exercise prescription framework dosing of exercise and adaptation um considering forces across different time domains and how those apply to your exercise prescription so think slow grindy movements against resistance versus elastic springy movements like plyometric activities and how those are related to your person um or, you know, we're talking athletic uh, populations in that sense, but whatever applies, you know, force over time, whatever applies to your to your person. Um, so dosing things like auto regulation, um, touching on principles for what does strength even mean? What's you know, what are what are what's energy system development really mean um, and different first principles for those concepts, stress theory, uh, tissue adaptation, different tissue adaptation uh, concepts for, for different parts of the body. I'll kind of stop there because I'm keep rolling, but thoughts on your end? Hey guys, Quinn Hennick here. Here's your brain break from my conversation with Zach Gabor about Foundations 2.0. Remember, if you're brand new to Kalu and just want to get involved in all the things that we do, join the free Kalu Community Facebook group for great discussions and resources and lots of learning and networking opportunities. That's C-A-L-U- Kalu community on Facebook, or you can just hit the link in the show notes. That group is free. Also, if you're one of our six listeners who enjoys this podcast, do us a favor and give it a rating on your favorite podcast platform so that we can get this information out to as many people as possible. And now back to the show. I'm digging what you're putting down so far. So we got module one, bigger picture stuff, but still applicable. Um, but setting the stage really um, with all the foundational concepts. And then this next section kind of into like dosing, heavy on the dosing and kind of like, for, and that's like gets to the, you know, the burning questions for everyone, like three sets of eight, three sets of six, three sets of 10, like 
getting into all of that stuff. Yeah. I'm excited because I get to do some of my lessons in here about, you know, stress science, physical stress theory, how pain and stress and all of this stuff interplay, um, which I'm really excited about. But I think also in this section, covering the coaching and cueing aspects of things as well. Yes, exactly. So motor, so if we go back to the application that people said they were having problems with, one of the problems or the big problems were confidence and overwhelm with all the information. So that is going to be covered in module one, making sense of all the information overload that we get, trying to having confidence and having a process. Module one is going to get the ball rolling there. And then module two is going to really, really help to solve the creating an initial plan problem where people just don't know where to start. So dosing, creating, programming, I mean, how to organize all of the information that you get into an, in, an initial plan, coaching, the movements. So how do we learn motor learning theory, cueing, all that is going to be in um, bucketed into module two. Love it. And then module three is going to be kind of it's it's the solution to the the other problems that we were getting from our our application uh, our applicants saying that okay what about like just the overall plan though people it seemed like people the common theme was I don't really know how to go from from start to finish like yep. maybe I can create that initial plan but like to see them through to the end I'm having trouble knowing how to regress or progress. Why? What are the, what's my reasoning behind that? What do I do? I want to progress, but I don't know where to go from here. How do I manage setbacks? How do we manage setbacks, both from a communication standpoint, but also from an exercise prescription standpoint? You know, what yep. changes do I make? Do I make changes? And what drives those decisions? So module three is going to be kind of the, the monitoring, seeing it through section making return to play return to work return to sport decisions what tests and what why are you what tests are you choosing and why so so think of like module three as as the overarching monitoring of you know your module one and, and module two and and seeing it through to the end like i like i mentioned i love it and one thing to mention too that i was really excited about that you had a great idea with is contextualizing this all with some avatars. So basically creating three very common avatars that you might see in clinic. And we're going to be utilizing these probably starting in, in module two, but like having an actual person that we can apply these to throughout the rest of the course to make sense of things beyond all of your own case studies and, and different clinical scenarios. But I think the idea of having three main avatars will be really helpful. Yeah, the examples, the cases are really what kind of, I mean, that's what ties in the context. And I've got some really good ideas for activities, for brain gains activities, as, as I call them, to be done as you're going through. Um, for example, in, in module one, thinking about models like biopsychosocial model of pain and the exercise could be take, pick a topic in rehab or performance or whatever. It could be anything, pain, a certain body part, exercise progression, plyos, running technique, anything that you want. Find two different conceptual models out there. Like go dig for two models that explain running technique, but they have to be different. And then 
what you're going to do is you're going to identify all the limitations, all the assumptions that come with those models. And you're going to dig what information is are those models based on? Hmm. And, and you're going to start to see, oh, okay, when you really dig into some of these things, like there was literally nothing supporting this model other than like one paper that was an opinion piece or over here, or these two models have very similar concepts in this, in these aspects. Oh, those must be the underlying principles that regardless of the model, I should probably take to the bank. And so that's module one. But then as we, as we progress, it's going to be really helpful to put context to actual people, actual cases that, that you might see. So obviously you're going to do that for yourself, but if we have these, these avatars, so to speak, that are kind of, you're, you're seeing their journey as they go through this entire course. Yeah. Like the, the course of the avatar is also the, the, the journey within you as the user taking the course. And you can, you can see how we're layering on the different concepts of exercise prescription throughout the course to these avatars. I think that'll really, really help with uh, conceptualizing the ideas for whoever it is that you work with. Love it. So, I mean, I guess another important thing to cover then would just be a little bit about the structure in terms of like, is this cohort style? Is this a one-off course that you like register for and, and what, and what that looks like for someone that's, you know, thinking about and hopefully strongly considering signing up for this. You tell me. All right. (laughs) So here's what we're thinking. And this is all, and this is the fun part is like, we're literally being super open and vulnerable about what we're doing. And like things are subject to change as we go along with it, but we're out here building it with you. And so the plan is that uh, Quinn's been in the lab right now? You can see his his fro is matted down by his uh, by his headphones, but basically he's not allowed to to cut that until he's done, you know, recording all of these presentations. But um, Quinn's been working away at getting all the content created. Going to start recording shortly, and we're going to be launching the actual coursework starting in January, early January. And we're basically going to be dripping it out, you know, every week, every other week, going to kind of depend on how it's going. But the plan is to continue to drip it out and we'll be kind of setting a pace at which we'll be doing that and and the opportunity for people to kind of follow along cohort style. But the, these will also be pre-recorded lessons. So it will also be asynchronous and you'll have flexibility in your, in your uh, you know, how you want to go through it, depending on the chaos in your life. Um, but important note is that this is going to be embedded in our Kalu Plus platform, which I'm personally really excited about because we've had a lot of fun building it over the last year, but the structure was really the missing piece that we felt was missing from it. And so now we kind of have this core curriculum. So when you sign up for this course, you're also getting access to a year membership of Kalu Plus, which we'll talk about in a second, what the benefits are of that. But all that to say, right now, if you're listening, applications are open till the end of the week. The reason we're using applications because it really helps us make sure and and for you to make sure that this is a good fit. You know, we want people that are ready to be vulnerable with themselves. We want people that are excited to learn and be a part of our community. Um, but it really helps make sure that it's a good fit on both ends. Um, and that's the plan for now is to kind of keep the applications open a week at a time connect with the people that apply and then reopen them up 
probably in like a month's time um, to have people flowing in. But all that to say, if you want to apply right now and you're listening and they're open till the end of the weekends, you know, this is still kind of our founding members right now. So if you apply, part of it is that you are helping us build it. You are helping us by giving feedback, by being involved, getting access to the community. Um, but that's that's kind of what we're looking at is pre-recorded lessons that will be dropped at a certain pace. But like Quinn was saying, and this is the thing that we're really excited about is how we're going to be using meaningful learning strategies so that it's not just like a sit here, passive didactic type of course, but a mix of different reflection prompts, assignment prompts, sharing prompts, quizzes, and then live touch points as needed. We've tried lives. We've tried forcing live stuff in the past. It can end up being really hard to make it work for everyone. So we're not closed to making that happen, but that's something that we want to work with our people going through it to kind of figure out what's an authentic, meaningful way to utilize live touch points as needed. But really, I think not having that is a good constraint for us to make sure that there's tons of meaningful growth opportunities in the sort of assignment prompts, the the critical thinking prompts, and the community aspect of the platform with just a bunch of badass people going through it together. So that's the bit, that last bit is the benefit of this, not just being, is the benefit of it being embedded within Kalu Plus. And I think that's what sets it apart because Kalu Plus is this big old open ecosystem where it's, you know, we've got, there's a forum, people can post about their cases and we can talk about anything that we want. We've got resource guides that, that Chris Hewn crushes and there are all sorts of different topics and we've got random you know, we've got webinars and courses and all sorts of cool stuff. And we do mentor calls. We do live mentor calls throughout the month. So we've we've got this kind of like buffet, choose your own adventure within Kalu Plus. But what Foundations is, it's that it's the anchor point. It's the guide rail. So you can always kind of fall back. And if you want to continue the Kalu journey, you can just go back to the guide rail and 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 then if yeah. you want to veer off and 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 go explore within, you know, within Cali Plus, you can do that. But then you can always come back to foundations. And so we've already we've got that ecosystem and the foundations is just right in there in the middle, helping guide people through the process. And with the live calls, like you said, we'll figure out what people need as they start going through this course, because. The mentor calls are already an embedded part of Kalu Plus. We already do that and and can very easily make some iteration of that to complement foundations. So it's already the foundation's already there. Well, and in a way they already do. I mean, what one of yeah, the exactly. things that we switched to halfway this year, which I've been loving, it feels super valuable, is the growth seats, which is basically it's a hot, it's it's the corny version of saying a hot seat. But basically, we've been having two variations. One where it's like on the spot initial evaluations to practice your history taking and communication skills. But Quinn's been leading on the spot exercise prescription where you're getting a case prompt and on the fly, you kind of have to flex your critical thinking skills and your communication skills about exercise. And so I think that's already like the, you know, that's sort of the goal is that like on the outcome of taking this course, you're able to crush those sort of like multitude of clinical vignettes that you get in your ability to flex your exercise prescription skills. Yeah, definitely. And we'll be able to now with the course as everybody goes through foundations, 
we're also going to be able to then start speaking kind of a similar language. I think it's just, it's just going to make the conversations that much more elevated. Yeah. And people who, you know, maybe they just joined Cali plus and they're just starting to take foundations. They're still going to get a ton out of those calls, but as they go through the course, now they're going to start to pick up on some of the principles and some of the ideas and really going to start to be able to feel like they can contribute more yeah. and more in those calls instead of just being a fly on the wall, which, you know, is always fine for people. Uh, but it, yeah, I think it's just going to, it's just going to elevate the minimums of yeah. the entire group. And I'll say too, like one, one other thing that I really love about our community and about the people signing up for this course is that it's people that aspire to kind of buck the norms. And I mean that in more ways than one, you're not just like, you know, the standard of care is so laughably bad that it's so ripe for this sort of, you know, it's, this shouldn't be disruptive care that we're providing, but the reality is, is that actually showing people how capable and strong they are is balking the norm. And so it's not just giving you confidence to do that, but by doing that, you end up becoming a more reputable, trustworthy clinician in your area, which is what allows you to either find better employment opportunities, or there's so many solo owners in our community that are able to leverage these key skills of exercise prescription and communication to operate successful hybrid practices, whether that's fully online or a mix of both. But I just think it's it's really powerful and inspiring to be surrounded by a bunch of people that don't want to settle for the status quo and like having examples of what that looks like and how we're using these skills to kind of open up these opportunities, I think is a, another really exciting and tangible piece of, you know, being a part of this community. And we've got proof of that. Not only in that application, do we ask people to be open about some of the issues and the barriers and problems that they're facing in clinical care, but we also ask them to talk about their aspirations and their moonshots yep. and breaking, breaking the mold of traditional care is, is a theme from people throughout, you know, it doesn't really matter. You can, you can have that, that I that mindset and idea, um, no matter where, what setting you're working in. But I mean, to read some of these responses and, um, to just kind of feel the passion that comes through, like people, people want this in our community. Yeah. They want to, yeah. they want to be elevated and they, they want to rise above the, the standard and, and create a new standard. And I, and that's, Foundations two is, is our next step towards that. Yeah. It's, it just, it's hitting different. Like I'm feeling so like we've been soul searching for the last two years of merging Cali, where we always knew, we always knew the potential was there. We just didn't necessarily know how to unleash it. <laughs> um, but it feels like we're on the right path now. And the last thing I'll say for those out there wondering, this was part of our like big decisions for 2023 was we recognized that for the longest time, we haven't utilized it clinical athlete in the past, but CEUs is an important piece for us that have experience with utilizing it in the past. So kind of our, our goal for quarter one is the pain mini course that I have, which you get access to in Calu plus getting CEUs for that. And then once the content is finalized, which we're expecting to be done by probably halfway through the year um, around the summertime, we're going to be undergoing the application process for getting this exercise course approved, which we expect to happen by the end of the year of 2023. So we're really excited about just the culmination of what we're offering, like really, truly feeling like a no brainer at this point. 
especially considering the value of it. Like you look at, you look at what residencies cost and you look at what some of these other con ed, you know, people's yeah. spend multiple thousands of dollars on manual therapy certifications or grass and certifications and Hey, to each their own do, do you. But I think the overall value of what we're offering is just stupid. Um, like, and I'm really proud. I'm really proud of having such a valuable ecosystem, not just the free stuff that we offer, but now, a paid offering that also is still incredibly reasonable in the grand scheme of things. <laughs> yeah. And just to give context to the CEUs thing, I'm I'm not going to go into the whole process and the X's and O's, but we, f- we fully understand, like I live in a state, I know Massachusetts has changed this as well, yep. but I live in California. We have requirements. Like I can take as many awesome courses as I want, but if they're, if they don't fulfill my requirements, I'm going to also have to, take courses that do for my CEU state requirements. And we fully concede that if you're on a budget or you have time limitations, you're going to have to choose. And, and so we get that. And like, say the summit, for example, uh, last couple of years, you know, not having, when people ask us, are the, is this CEU approved? And we say, no, it's not pre-approved. You'd have to, you know, get it from your state board to accept it. PTs don't have a, national governing body for CEUs. You have to do it state by state and every state is different and it, and it's a whole thing. And and getting all 50 states individual approval is just not feasible. So what we're trying to do now is find all the workarounds and loopholes and and things that we can do yeah. to make this as possible and as feasible for us to for for our from our standpoint from a time perspective and also from our budget you know, it's like, it's expensive. So we, we fully concede it, but just know that it's not a simple process. And, um, it's, it's far from laziness on our end to not, when we don't get a course approved, like the summit, for example, um, it's, there's thought that goes into that, but to figure that out and to figure out the best system for us to do it and to, and to get that done with foundations two and as many things within Cali plus as we possibly can is a priority. Cause it's like yep. Zach said, we want, we don't want you to have to choose between Kalu plus and something else just to get your CEUs fulfilled. Right. And if we can just, if we just clean that up, then you can choose based on what you want, like what you want to learn and who you, who you resonate the most with. And if that's not ours, is that that foundations too? That's not Kalu or whatever. That's awesome. Um, yeah. But it's not because of freaking CEUs. Well, and also I know people have budgets that if they work somewhere, they have budgets and their bosses will happily pay for it it, as long as their CEUs attached to it. So it is a massive priority for us. You know, last thing I'll say too, if you're listening to this in the future and we're in 2023 and the applications aren't exactly open at the moment, just make sure to check back in a couple of weeks because they will be, and we'll kind of be iterating what our process is in terms of that. But the application is really resonating with us because it allows us to kind of both parties to feel out a good fit. But yeah, I feel like we kind of covered, I feel like we kind of covered the nuts and bolts. I do too. I feel good. Cool. All right. Well, I'm pumped. Things are rolling. So if you're listening to this, the applications attached at the bottom of this show note, it's also probably in our Instagram bio right now, but apply. You got nothing to lose. And we're really excited. We have such an amazing, amazing, amazing community growing inside of Kalu Plus and just some rock stars ready to take this course with us. It's going to be a fun bonding experience. So, and Quinn is just, you know, operation 
unleash Quinn. I'm ready for the world to see this big hair energy right now. <laughs> yeah. The hair, the hair powers the course. Yep. Hair, hair powered course. Yes. Uh, all right, Quinn, I appreciate you. Everyone out there listening. Thank you. We appreciate you and your support. And if you have any questions, you know, we are always around. You can always shoot us a message and really, really excited for this upcoming year and uh, all the things we got for the future. We, we feel like we're just getting started. Thanks everyone. Thanks Zach. Bye. Okay, we hope you enjoyed this episode and are as pumped about Kalu Foundations 2.0 as we are. One more time, if you're into brain gains, join the free Kalu Community Facebook group for great discussions and resources and lots of learning and networking opportunities. And if you're ready to jump with both feet into Kalu, then fill out the application that we have in the show notes and we'll talk about it. Otherwise, thank you so much, Clinical Athletic Community, all six of you, for joining us on this journey of knowledge and improved practice in both the gym and clinic. We will talk to you soon.